Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. All right, Dana, here we go again. This time, it moves in herds. It does. It <laughs> moves in herds. David, let's kick some ADHD and tell people what we're even talking about. Bam. Bam. Yeah. So, um, it's just a line from Jurassic Park. That's all that came to mind. I was like, they're moving in herds. They do move in herds. herds. We, as people with ADHD, we move in herds, Dana. <laughs> we do. We And we're magnetic as well. <laughs> You know, I would bet. Yep. I, this is just a this is just a, a a guess. I would wager that the vast majority of people listening to you and I talk right now, you and me talk right now, Dana, have ADHD. Probably, or else it's their family members that are saying, "What in the heck do I do with this person?" Either way, they're likely but, to also. In either case, they're likely to have someone in their family who also has ADHD right. or who does have ADHD, which is right. And I have a feeling we drive the people without ADHD a little bit batty. Yeah, I think we also may drive the people with ADHD slightly batty because <laughs> because we're we're neurodivergent people, and that's what we do. We are. We are. <laughs> but anyway, David, David, today we're talking about we're calling it the neurodivergent family. That's our title. But what we're talking about is what do you do in your family when you've got a multiple people with ADHD? More than one. And more and, than one. And I just think back to that day when I when I found out about my teenager's diagnosis and the psychologist after like this long meeting. I've said it before, but she looked at me. And no one else in the room. There was another parent in the room. Genetic parent, biological parent. But the psychologist looked at me and said, "You know this is inherited, right?" <laughs> <laughs> but of course, it's not always true, right? Like, there's, it's not always like you can't. Not every uh, person but has a parent. Statistically, it, statistically, it's very, very likely. Yes, ADHD is very heritable. It is. So the probability, if you've got a biological connection, if adopted families, different, no, possibly. Different, but it, the probability of an ADHD adult having a biological ADHD kid is very, very high. And we should also say that neurodivergence has a much broader definition than just ADHD. But, you know, it was really hard to figure out a way to say lots of people in the same house with ADHD. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. so neurodivergent is just like a nice little fun word that we can use. But, of course, most of us that have ADHD have comorbidities also. So we're oh neurodivergent in other ways. <laughs> I like to use the word coexisting Oh, yeah. Conditions. It's, a lo- it's a lot less. Comorbidities is just such an awful sounding right, so things like, oh my god yeah. i might as well jump off a bridge i know yeah morbidity is just yeah anyway okay. anyway okay so adhd runs in herds it's very genetic very it's one of the most well i i what i read and i don't know if this was actual good data but i read that it is one of the most heritable um things out there like brown eyes or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So. But, but but it's and not just about inheritance, right? Because we attract each other. Yeah, we attract each other too. So I have 
numerous cli- private clients and actually I have two families right now and over the years I've had numerous where both parents and all the children have ADHD. Oh wow, everyone? Everyone. That must be a fun place to live and also yeah. also a, a holy little right yeah wow so what do you do often it's one parent and the kids sometimes it's both parents and the kids Mm -hmm. sometimes you know it's just it is genetic to say nothing of blended families where there are you know co-parenting relationships with ex-spouses and parents of other you know exactly you know like oh wow yeah because we do attract each other so we we might We we might actually repeat the multi neurodivergent pattern in other ways. <laughs> yes. Know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So this um, can add very lively family dynamics. It can also cause some problems. I can't imagine what those would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh so especially if it's well, I'm going to talk about it like both parents or the the because um, a, somebody has to take the lead. You know, somebody has to be the responsible one that makes sure the medications get taken. Wait, do the... they though? Really? Does somebody have to be in the? <laughs> does, somebody there, has... does somebody have to have the responsibility, Dana? <laughs> Some, you know, somebody's got. To... There has to be a, a, a responsible adult in the room. Oh no, um, I'm in trouble. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so the and also, oh my gosh. I call I okay. My husband does not have ADHD, and we adopted our daughter, and so she does not. But then there is me. Uh, but Scott traveled a whole lot when Aja was little. Oh boy! And right, and so I was it, and I basically laughingly called myself the slacker mom because there, you know, there was stuff that was Aww. supposed to happen. I just it just well, it, I I take uh-huh. it as a uh, no, not it in was a, a bad fun title. way. I know, yeah, you were it you was were a poking fun. Title. fun. Yeah. It was a great mother however there was a lot of stuff the other moms were able to do i wasn't able to do i just couldn't right i mean you're right and and the long game in this is that my daughter is much more responsibility responsible she's got a lot of life skills that a lot of her friends didn't build till much later because she had to do it see it's not a bug it's a feature it creates responsibility in the offspring that right. would not be there otherwise. Right. Right. However, she doesn't have ADHD. Oh, yeah. That's see, that's where that yeah. falls down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So what happens with the, what are some of the problems that can arise? And do we even need to mention this? Right. The treatments can suffer. It's inconsistent discipline, inconsistent plans. The parents are struggling with their own stuff and then they need to manage the kids. Oh, man. Um, right. Yeah. Taking medication, remembering medication, remembering bedtimes, evening routines, bath times or homework or all of that stuff. Whoa, it can retire, require organization. Yes. And systems that keep you from just falling off cliffs all the time. Right. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, yeah it's it's true. And of course, I, I was married to a very non-ADHD person, somebody who did not have ADHD at all. And so, and and became a single dad, (laughs) you know, with a teenager. (laughs) And, um, and so, yeah, I found, I found a few cliffs that I, I knew about them. I just, you know, what I didn't know was like, Hey, I wonder what happens if you jump off this cliff. (laughs) And are you, so do you think about it 
curiously or are you just sort of bashing your way through the whole situation? Oh, no. I mean, initially, I was thankfully, I had already started coaching with you. So I had improved systems. And and also, I mean, I, 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 I have been a reasonably responsible adult, you know, even before yeah. my diagnosis. So I didn't know. But um, but yeah, there were a few. The biggest, the, sort of the biggest variability was around cooking, hilariously, because I really love to cook and I love to experiment in the kitchen now that we've done all these episodes on food. But, um, but you know, some of, the, some of the output of my kitchen efforts was uh, less desirable to consume than other output. And um, <laughs> there was at least one really great grease fire in the kitchen for me frying um, chicken for the first time. Had never done that Ooh. before. Um, and so we got to learn about grease fires that day and how, you know, you don't put water on those. See, that is a life skill. Yeah. And, and thankfully no one put any water on the grease fire. Just saying. But anyway, yeah. So there were, there were some, there were some things like that, but I, no, I wasn't scared about it. It didn't worry me. Um, it was just like, oh, this is going to be an adventure. Here we go. You know? Yeah. And that's one of the good things. Right. It's adventurous. Life is spontaneous. It can be really funny. I mean, yes. think of the stories you have. Think oh, of the exactly. Stories. I have stories that, that, that would not replicate themselves in families without someone like us in them. Yeah. <laughs> and then also think of the compassion you have mm. for your child. It's true. You understand what your kids are going through. It's if so you've true. got ADHD and you see them struggling to do assignments, get homework done, whatever. Yeah, it's frustrating. And there's a, probably a a twist on it that you don't want them to follow in your footsteps there is that and a huge motivating factor for me and we've talked about this before to get treatment and to really take this seriously even getting coaching was because i realized that there were a set of young eyeballs looking at what i did rather than what got said and i don't know that i would have ever ever gotten treatment at all if i didn't have that young life motivating me to do it. I just, if it had only been to benefit myself, I don't know that I would have ever taken those steps. And I see that a lot with people I work with also. And I know one of the things that really motivates me in my work is knowing that I am impacting the kids. Yeah, it's and bigger. And if the parents can learn the skill, it's bigger than than helping one person if because I'm really... Yeah, I want to help the kids and I don't want them to have to go through what I did. Um, and to and so the more the parents can learn about how to live easier with ADHD, the more the kids can be helped. And so, yeah, because you, you weren't like a professional ADHD coach this whole time while you were parenting a young person. You yeah, you, I was you, by you, then you I had was. started. OK, so but, but you were. Yeah, yeah. I had. well, that's really good, though. That you that yeah. you had that so yeah that's awesome so so yeah I I found a few cliffs and I know where some of them are but it's it's fun. yeah and yeah. so I want you to f- help fill it in here okay sure okay yeah. yeah okay yeah so we got to figure out how do we manage our multi ADHD family our neurodivergent family mm-hmm. yeah first thing always always what's your intention figure out your intention for your family how mm. do you want it to be. How do you want your household to be? And I, I like just what are three words? Ooh, ooh, oh, okay, three words. I like that. Just keep it. Let's keep it really simple. So we got something to aim for. Okay. Oh, that's good. Wow. And now I have. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Continue. So it may be calm. 
it may be fun. It may be family. It may be time connection. It may be, I, you know, I don't know. What are, what are the three words? I, I'm not going to come up with three, but I've got one that I'd throw okay. in. Supportive. Yeah, it doesn't have to be three. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I'll get three, but for okay. the moment, su- supportive is a word I'd throw in. Supportive. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good. Talk to me more about that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not, in other words, like judgment about actions or lack of actions is not what comes first, right? In fact, it shouldn't, I, I mean, ideally, I, there would, there, it would be judgment free, but obviously discipline and, and opinions and feelings and all that, you know, people have opinions about things, but supportive first and foremost when you're struggling in an area, this is an environment where you'll find people who will support you. And that maybe that means we help put guardrails up. Maybe it means we light fires under your pine parts at times or whatever, but it's support, you know, in all the, in all the meanings. I like that, David. I really like that. And, and, um, you really had already thought about the why, hadn't you? Very good. Yeah. So when you remember our why digging into the why we talked about a couple months ago, when you're picking your three words, think about the why. Yeah. Why do you want it to be that way? That's good. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. The why The why for me did come first on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then what are the things that block, that block that? What are the things that are blocking your intention? The, the and three think words. Of it as, mm-hmm. Yeah. Think of it as the major pain points. So these are the things to focus on. So if you, for example, are finding your home is less than supportive, Huh. I'm curious. What's that about? What's happening with you that would lead to that? Yes. And I re- so we all know people with ADHD specifically, we hear a lot of judgmental messages. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. All right. And there's yeah. statistics about by the time we're 12 and however many hundred thousand plus or whatever it is, you know, corrective. Me- like I grew up in a home that didn't understand this. And so I would get asked questions frequently, like, why don't you ever finish things? You only start things. You never finish things. Right. And it wasn't always like, you know, why can't you be like your brother or, you know, like it wasn't always like like it was almost like curiosity more than judgment. But it was still it was enough that that message really got embedded in my in my operating system. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so that like, so, so I think some of it is like, we tend to repeat the mistakes of our, of our forebears by default, but, but sometimes it's just structure. Like there's a systemic issue that, that exists. And so if I were thinking about what might prevent a supportive family, for, let's say just as an example, or a supportive household, then we have to look at systems and structures rather than just at behaviors, you know? If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And a lot of the 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 words, the things I come up with are I want it to be calm, I want it to be welcoming, I want it to be safe. A lot of those things are also systems, aren't they? Yeah, they that really allow are. it that allow it to be calm and safe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And attitudes, yeah. you know. Right. Which is which is a cultural systemic thing. That's that's part of it. We build we bake that in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the other thing after you figure out your intention, what your how you want your household to be, it's what's your long game? You know, what's five, 10 years, 15 years, depending on the age of your kids, what do you want for them? What life skills do they need? How are they going to learn them? And you may need to learn them too. 
You know, maybe it is figuring out how to plan a meal, cook dinner. Maybe it is figuring out how to be on time or basic organizing things or getting to bed at a decent hour or all all that stuff. What's the long game? And when you're parenting, it's so easy to get involved in the mayhem and chaos and what's happening right now. But what's, you know, what is, what is it that you want out there for when your kid launches? Yeah. We can't just be in the whirlwind of, of addressing the day to day. We have to think Mm -hmm. about the direction that the, that the whole thing is moving in. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Processing. Love it. I can see. I can see your processing. You smell so the that's smoke. The, <laughs> I smell the smoke. So that's the first thing we always do. We desi- decide our intention. What is it that we want? And and also very realistically, and we'll talk about that in more a minute. So now let's get into some general tips and some things that I've observed. And David, I please add into this. Yeah, sure. As we of course. Go. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. So first all is get as smart as you can about ADHD. You know, for all of you, get everybody gets smart and we want to go to explanations. We don't want to go to excuses. Mm. Yes. You know, it's yes. Not, I can't do this because I have ADHD. You know, that is not a long-term life skill. That is, I have ADHD. This is, yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) some people make it their life life school. Oh, I can't do this because I have ADHD. No, it's, I have ADHD. It makes it really hard for me to do this. So what's the plan? Yep, exactly. I have a coworker who I just found out, learned a few months ago that her teenage son was diagnosed with ADHD. And this is someone, my, my coworker is someone who definitely does not have ADHD. By the time she found out that I had ADHD, it was, was several months after, like we just had this conversation a few weeks ago, she had learned so much in that time frame, And it was, it's like, man, that is exactly the response that I had. I'm going to go dive in and learn and research and find it because I'm a learner. That's what I tend to do anyway. So it's a personality. It's wiring. I don't, you know, it's not, this is not a quantitative qualitative judgment about someone but but it's so valuable to do it just gives you so much more understanding and compassion and ability to to navigate when you when you have knowledge you know so i i appreciate that and dana i feel like our 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 audience are the kind of people who get knowledge because the, you otherwise why would you be listening to this podcast right right <laughs> yeah so right kudos yeah. to you listener kudos to you listeners absolutely go for it yeah. good job and that knowledge be realistic. You know, don't just hear something and think you're going to automatically be able to do it if it's a multi ADHD family. Be Truly. realistic. Oh, good idea. Good. What good, can yeah. you do consistently? We're looking at con- building consistently consistency. We're looking at um, sustainability over time. Sorry about that. That was just no, a brain true. brain blank. Uh, there's a lot of advice out there from people who are gurus about this stuff that do not have ADHD and run it through the reality test. Really? Really, we're going to have a family meeting every night or every Sunday night. Really, we're going forever. You know, and maybe you can. Maybe you've got a family that can do that. Right? Uh, you know, yeah. Really? No, probably not. <laughs> 
but but maybe your family's different, which is great. But right. no, that's true though. And so much, unfortunately, of the advice and 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 so much of the stuff that you find. I mean, great research is is great, but great advice uh, a little harder to find. You know, yes, that's going to su- survive its contact with reality. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So run it through that reality test, the really test. Really, this is going to work long term. And so that is part of getting as smart as you can. And of course, if something doesn't survive the really test, it doesn't mean you throw it out. You maybe may say, well, what could we do that's that's yes, going to help exactly. us along those lines, you know, accomplish exactly that's good. what can we do? That's our aim. That's our goal to, for everybody to know what's going on this week or every week or, you know, so the chaos starts to to lessen and how do we do that yes agreed what's our way to do that good stuff um recognize that everybody with adhd has a different brand so how it hits you is not the way it's going to hit your spouse or partner it's not the way it's going to hit your kid it's not the way it's going to hit the other kid we are all different yeah very true and i i have had a lot of lessons around this because my teenager has a very different flavor of in certain ways, you know, some mm-hmm. of it has to do like, for example, I, I, I tend to not be as affected generally by anxiety when, when my whole life is one big flaming deadline. Sure. Yeah. I get anxious, but like I have had to very cautiously navigate around, you know, even saying things like, here's what works for me, because some of the things that work for me will just absolutely throw my teenager into chaos, you know, like, yeah, can't do that. Just no, 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 yeah. you know. And so that's been hard to, that's been hard to navigate because I, I, I really want to help, but I also don't want to force and, and push issues and push my right. ideas. And it's, and it's more than, um, it's more than hyperactive type versus inattentive type versus combined type. Agreed. You can have two people who are inattentive type and it still is going to have different flavors. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. So be really aware of just what, just because something works for you does not mean that's going to work for the other person. So pay attention to what they need. Talk about it. Work it through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Open yeah. communication is so helpful. Yeah. And with curiosity. I have that farther down on oh, our do list. You? But, oh, I love it. Yeah. But curio- teach curiosity. Teach awareness. Ask those kind whys. Not why do you do that? But hey, I'm really curious. What's behind this? Yeah. You know? Here's something that that's a pattern. Why, why you know, it, this repeats why, itself. Yeah. 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 Why, is it, why is it hard for you and what do you think we can do about it? Yeah. So be cautious with the whys because they can be accusatory big word yay dana however it's that why the curiosity awareness those are something that every adult with adhd needs to learn every child every adolescent every everybody with adhd will benefit from that's so curiosity and awareness yeah it's like modeling self-talk too because unfortunately the way that our parents talk to us becomes it 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 influences very seriously our own self-talk and so yep a positive, non-judgmental, curious question is such a powerful thing, even in our own minds, you know? And that can be hard when the, you know, the kids done the bonehead thing again and again, or the problems are arising, or they're late, or they're, you know, the whatever. It's not easy to do. Yeah. 
and and so but get there as much as you possibly can yeah that's good i like that another thing that i see and have experienced for me managing my ADHD, adhd is turning down the busy we are people that tend to gravitate towards being really busy however we actually need downtime we need putter time and i i suggest that you notice what how much busy works for you yes what do you th- you just wrote that one down what's what it i what do you think am supplementing my everything book notes about the three words actually i was listening oh. to what you were saying <laughs> but no it's multitask it's no not really but but yeah it's true though because the amount of busy is something i don't actually know yet for myself what the right amount mm-hmm. is i used to have before my diagnosis i used to have some rituals like monday morning for me was a writing time i would go get coffee usually sit outside and write for a while and i always had writing projects to do and so I didn't have, I didn't show up with like, I have to write this one thing. I was like, which, which one am I going to pick today? And I would do it, you know? And I don't have those kinds of things built into my schedule anymore. And, and those the pandemic has blown a lot of that out of the water as yeah. well. So we're in a point, hopefully this time, things may have changed by the time you hear this. Um, hopefully we're getting to a point where we can start to rebuild some some of life but i've seen families that the you know the kids are they're always going there in every activity in the world it's one thing after another everybody's always going a million miles an hour and there's no time to i call it just putter float we need that space we do our creative brains won't survive you know without it or or our brains will take a break as we've said so but the thing is like it's one thing to figure it out for yourself. It's another thing to figure it out when other people have different needs around this. And yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, like monitoring so that and it? figuring out what the right amount is because you just can't say yes to all the things we, 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 we can't. Right. So notice yeah, that this is a real awareness thing and, and start to pay attention. What happens to my kid when they're busy every day, every night of the week? You know, what happens to me? What happens to my partner, my spouse? What happens to the other kids? So, so start to get a beat on this and start to, huh, you know, is there to, when, when do we get to float? When do we just get to have a jammy day, you know, not do anything? A jammy day, I like that. Yeah. A jammy day, yeah, yeah. Um, except that there will be chaos. This is funny stuff, it can be. And often it's painful at the time, but those make the best stories later on acceptance is so powerful but also i love the fact that you just tied it to humor because like maybe a culture where in your family where you just learn to laugh at stuff i mean sometimes it's just downright funny you know and when chaos multiplies it can be kind of hilarious if we don't let ourselves get too upset about it which right you know and you may not be able to laugh in the moment long term and you can't, I mean, I, it also would not be wise to make everything a joke and no one actually takes responsibility you know, for the chaos because that would be un- un- not ideal. But Right. That's, yeah. we're, that's not what we're saying. But just to yeah. be able to laugh at ourselves and laugh at our, at our predicaments sometimes is, 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 why not? That's great. Yeah. So I stopped myself from saying something earlier because I saw that you had it in your list here. Go I, ahead. I, it's like, 
which hill is worth dying on <laughs> which which hills am i one of my fa- one oh. of my favorite statements so true which, which hill do you want to die on you know pick your battles and battles. we can't in die the, on all of them make we can no, only die on f- one really <laughs> frame of life how important is this one yeah yeah, yeah. because man it just can be you know it can be easy to take it all so so seriously and that's not ideal. Yeah. I, I, I noticed something not long ago because my, my, my teenager is getting ready to turn, you know, into an adult. Right. For all intents and purposes, is an adult, but legally becomes an adult, you know. And, and so like the parenting part of this that it that is that you think of as classical parenting with a, you know, you're raising a human is is changing right that's gonna that dynamic's gonna be different and so i've i've i found myself noticing and there's a family that i that i thought about recently where they're adult kids they're just super close like they've created a, a an interesting scenario you know like man when i was a teenager i wanted to be as far from my family as i could get <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. and of course you know time passes and things change and shift and all that but like there's something about that dynamic that I would love. You think you talk about being, you know, thinking about the the long game. That would that would that would be a powerful outcome, right? Where where we're still able to say not we just didn't survive childhood and and parenting and all those. We didn't survive it. We actually created a lifelong bond that has value. Yeah. Like that, that that's neat. That's worth di- yeah. diagnosing, dissecting, and figuring out, right? You know, so. Yeah. So that's that. That's part of that pick your battles thing. Like you know what, right. if, if everything is a huge battle, I'm not sure that we're going to have a long term, you know, connection. Right, and if everything is an emergency, then is nothing an emergency? You know, what is it? My um, my favorite saying. My daughter is now 22, and my favorite saying is, "It's my monkey, but it's not my circus." <laughs> nice. And nice. when she was younger, it was my monkey and my circus. But now it's my monkey and it's just not my circus anymore. Yeah, that's good. I like yeah. that. I like that. Well, yeah. you know, we're all capable of inventing our own circuses, I guess. Right. And so I guess, you know, maybe that's the analogy. Maybe that's what the title should have been, David. Darn it. Something oh. about a three ring circus. Yeah. These, these are my monkeys <laughs> and my circus, right? And like, these are my monkeys yeah. and my circus. And oh my gosh. Uh, and there is <laughs> they're no out ringmaster. of their cages and they're running around. <laughs> the ringmaster has left the building. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is such good stuff though. I really love this. Like all of this. This is this. So is, what, do you, what would you add? Would you, I don't have you, a lot to think? add, especially, you know, knowing that me adding makes the show longer at this point but but i think it's i really know i love this i love the i love this sort of outcome oriented thought process here by deciding the intention first and thinking about the pain points and the long game and then you know the practical stuff that's here i think this is this is really useful this is this is useful i'm not i'm not going to add anything at this point and uh, well i love what you added and for your long game it's you want to have a bond. You want to have a connection as your child goes into adulthood. You want there to be that strong bond and that connection. And that doesn't mean that I'm always my child's friend, you know, during parenting no. moments, uh-uh. be- because that doesn't actually lead to a long-term bond either, right? You, you know, there's that, there's a balance that you strike with all this stuff. And so, yeah, it's, it's, but it's a useful exercise to think about how that looks in the long term. And, right. And, Wow, so much to so much to consider. We focused a lot on parenting in this, David, and not as much as spou- as the spousal relationship. If there's multiple ADHD, 
at which I don't have experience with. Right. I mean, and and nor, nor I think do it's I. probably a yeah. lot of the same things. What do you think? I would agree. I think that that like all of the things that we're talking about with, you know, the level of busyness, right? Everybody's different brand of ADHD and the, what, what's realistic. All those things apply. Knowing as much as we can know about our partner and what what affects their ADHD symptoms differently than mine. And, and you know, those kinds of things, I think it all really does apply. I know we, we tend to think about it in terms of parenting, but it, it I, I, I would I would think that it really applies. But maybe, you know, Dana, maybe this is a question we ask our listeners. Right. If you have experience being in a domestic partnership, marriage, relationship, long-term committed, whatever, with someone who also has ADHD, or maybe you tried it and it flamed out or whatever, I mean, what do you have to share? We'd love to hear from you. Maybe that's about another that. Topic. It's there's something in there about taking responsibility. Agreed. Yeah. And yeah, owning owning your stuff, working on your stuff. Yes. And that also applies to parenting, but it's definitely yes, gonna it's surface differently with with a partner. Like, hey, yeah, I took that responsibility on and I blew it, you know. Also, you took that responsibility on and you know, so all, all that curiosity rather than judgment, all of that stuff, that becomes that becomes really, really helpful. So um, I'll just mention this, Dana. It, this is episode 89. So if you're listening and you have thoughts, comments, questions that you want to share, we'd love to hear from you. You can find this episode on the web at kicksomeadhd.com slash 089, the three-digit episode number. And um, we'd love to see your comments and feedback. You can also provide those on social with Facebook or Twitter. You can find us at kicksomeadhd. Just search for those things. And also, you know... You would be welcome to send us an audio file. Just <gasps> saying. If you have Ooh. something that you have as feedback or a question and you know, drop it to us and as an, yeah, as an email, you can how send would it they to do that? hello at kicksomeadhd.com. And we're going to scan it for viruses because I know some of you are hackers and that's okay. Um, but anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'd love to have an audio file. So if you'd like to ask a question or make a comment that shows up on the show, you can do it that way. And um, Oh, David, we're getting so technologically advanced. I'm glad you're at the helm of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this, this business relationship that we have, you know, co-hosting a podcast together, is uh, is is a little bit of a of a lab experiment, which we've talked about in the past, more in the professional well, environment, and we've yeah, we found good ways. Yeah, we found good ways to support each other and collaborate. Yeah. So you yeah. know, not that it's a it's not the same thing as a domestic one, but it's we've got lessons that we've learned out of that, and I think a lot yeah. of these are a lot of these apply. You know, a lot of the things you've said. Okay, enough. Enough, David. Let's let people go out, live their lives, kick some ADHD, and make your family circus a little bit calmer. Love it. Bye, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com. Kick Some ADHD.